Ephesians in our Bible, chapter 5. We're finally going to start moving next week through chapter 6. But this week we've got the last mystery where we started from. It's verse 32, chapter 5. Well, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself <clears throat> and the wife sees that she reverence the husband. See, the sanctity of marriage is seen even in the relationship between the Lord and the church, the sanctity, the permanence, the, uh, <laughs> the pointedness of all the things that go on in that relationship seen in Christ and the church, a great mystery. So it's a, I think this is the 11th one we're, we're looking at tonight. Let's check that I'm right there. 11, yes, number 11. <clears throat> revealed to Paul disclosed in the these verses from verse 22 to 33 and uh, the relationship of, of a man and wife is what it paints the picture here a great mystery um, the first Adam had a bride called Eve the second or the last must have ha have a bride as well and it's the church First um, Corinthians 15:45 speaks of the Lord as the last or the second, second Adam in those verses around there. And uh, the first one brought death and destruction through sin, through his sin. The last is the one that gives us redemption and liberty from our sin. And uh, then we become part of the bride of, of his. A great mystery. And <clears throat> explains why there should be this dispensation that we have now because of this church being built. It has to have some time to happen and it has had some time to happen more than any other time as we've mentioned before longer than any other period of time. Let's pray and ask the Lord to lead us through some thoughts tonight. Thank you Heavenly Father for the truth of the mystery of the church of which we are a part of that you've allowed time to continue that we would be born and come into existence and and live our lives and hear the gospel or repent respond to the gospel by faith and become part of the bride for eternity and lord uh, we don't know all the implications of that but they are blessed there are many and they will be shown to us as we arrive in heaven and see the glory of the bride without spot or wrinkle. Well, bless us as we consider the thoughts tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Let's go to the book of First Peter. First Peter chapter 1 and starting at the end of verse 7. There we read, um, might be found unto the praise and honour and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with Rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even their salvation of your souls. 
of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them did signify when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister. Who's the us? The church. They did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them who have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. And so I've put this first point here concerning this mystery, the prophet's diligent search and the angel's desire to look into. You know, we're told to search the scriptures, whether these things be so. The prophets did the same when they only had the Old Testament. They searched these things out and they studied them. And as it said in the verses we just read, the Spirit of Christ who was in them, and I believe it's when they wrote these things as well as when they read the things later, what they wrote, what's that mean? How do we understand that? What, what's the meaning of this? What is God getting across? And so the prophets, dil- prophets diligently searched and so did the angels desire to look into this. I wonder what the angels thought. What were they thinking, you know? They saw these Old Testament prophets. They, see what the, they could see what the Old Testament said and they're intelligent beings and they could start thinking what, what's happening. What's going to happen? You see, the mystery was hidden, wasn't it, in the Old Testament? Easy for us to look back and say, oh, like, why didn't they get it? <laughs> We've got it all as far as the revelation. The canon is complete. We have that which is perfect is come. Uh, <clears throat> There's others that, like, were waiting for the consolation of Israel. There's two people did that, and they're spoken about in Luke chapter 2. Can you remember two people one man and one woman that waited for the consolation Anna and Simeon they waited for this they knew it was coming they knew it was about time and they waited and they stayed around the temple and they were blessed to see and take up the Lord in their arms as a babe the consolation so if the Messiah's coming was the consolation of Israel that is they were consoled this is finally happened they must have been looking into it so it was a lady you know i think she's 84 when that happened to her and they saw the lord and then let me die in peace said simeon at that time Um, they wrote about it since time began but they didn't completely understand it let's turn to romans chapter 16 verse 25 this mystery of the church hidden for all that time but hinted at hidden but hinted at and we'll look at the hinted hinted at verses in a moment in the old testament romans chapter 16 and verse 25 and 26 now to him that is of power to establish you according to the my gospel and the preaching of jesus christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience to the faith. 
now the secret's out. All nations are and know what this is about through the preaching of the gospel as he said in verse 25 so the secret's out the Gentiles and Jews make up the body um, <clears throat> in Acts that we looked at chapter 3 last we looked at that last week there that this um, times of refreshing will come but it was coming <laughs> at another time Acts 15 we looked at that and it briefly I briefly read part of that to get a people for his name he came the Lord Jesus did and to this agree the words of the prophets so it was there but it wasn't seen it was still a secret even though the prophets wrote about it and to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written after this he will return and build again the tabernacle of David which has fallen down so he'll start dealing with the Jews at another time but he stopped dealing with them at that time when he started forming the mystery body, the church. Okay, if the prophets of the Old Testament said that was going to happen, and if New Testament they said all the prophets wrote about this, which, which prophets? What did they say? I mean, now it's up to us to have a look at the Old Testament and see what these Old Testament or early New Testament saints and Old Testament saints looked into. What were they looking into? What, what scriptural verses in the Old Testament could they say gave a hint of something in the future they didn't get, they didn't get at the time, was hidden? Sorry? Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a Messiah mentioned. But being a Jew, that's the Messiah coming to establish the kingdom. So... It, yes, <laughs> Isaiah 9 6. <clears throat> Genesis 3 15. I think starts back there, doesn't it? Yes. Where they bruise the head of the serpent and bruise the heel of the Messiah, and a woman would conceive, and this would happen to the son, way back in Genesis. And so when they start putting these verses, and let me just, we haven't got time to look at them. <laughs> But Genesis 22, remember, and all these things will fall into place. So with Paul, when he got, to, got saved, these things were taught to him in Arabia. The apostles were probably told quite a few things by the Lord that we haven't recorded in Scripture. But Genesis 22, Abraham was told to take now thy son, thine only son. Thy only son. <laughs> you know, this is speaking of the Lord Jesus when he came. And Isaac said, we've got the fire and the wood, Dad, but where's the lamb? <laughs> the lamb. <laughs> and to the Jew, it's all still Old Testament. But to us, looking back, and then Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. <laughs> and there was one in the thicket, but there's much more provision than that, wasn't there? The lamb of the future the Lord Jesus what three particular psalms speak about the, the Messiah his, his suffering his shepherding and his sovereignty there's three psalms in the middle there that they would have picked up on we sing one the three psalms 22 to 24 uh, psalms that speak of the suffering of the saviour now that's when they would have what does that mean <laughs> 
I wonder if any of them tied it with Genesis 3.15. You know, the suffering, chapter 22 particularly, of the Messiah. What does that mean? He's coming. See, a Jew would have thought, what? The Messiah's coming to do what? To a Jew that he was going to come to? Reign. Set up his kingdom that he promised to us all through the Old Testament. You know, we, we have to try to think like they thought. <laughs> and then when they read that this same one is going to suffer, that's why they said suffering, sovereign. Dying, king. And so they are starting to ponder this as the New Testament says way back early. Psalm 69, it reads there, they gave me gall and vinegar in Psalm 69, 21 and 22. That these prophets who the Spirit was in wrote these things and then inspired by the Spirit of God. Now what does that mean? Psalm 110 verses 1 to 7. Sit thou on my right hand. He would judge among the nations. He, fill, he will fill the place with dead bodies, it says in that psalm there. A messianic psalm. Then, one of the major prophets, he said heaps of things. <laughs> Isaiah. <laughs> it has to be Isaiah, doesn't it? Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. A, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And call, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So there's some really big hints. The Messiah's coming. Now they could they could understand. Okay, he will be born, he'll be raised, he'll be the Messiah, he'll be the King. Uh, <clears throat> Isaiah nine and verse six. That Pastor McConnell mentioned a bit before. Unto us a son is given. Government will be upon his shoulders. The increase of his, of his government, there shall be no end. And so there it speaks of, yes, Jews would say, yes, he's coming and he's going to be the king. He's going to be the one that rules and reigns. Then <clears throat> Isaiah 28, 16, I'll lay in Zion a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a tried stone. <laughs> and he was tried. He went under the trial. And he, in all points, was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He also suffered under the trial that evening, falsely judged with Pilate and the others. A precious cornerstone. Um, <clears throat> we have then Isaiah 42, verses 1 to 7. It calls, my servant, the branch. My servant, the branch. And it, he, he will not hurt a bruised reed. <laughs> And it says in that verse, he will be a light to the Gentiles. You're starting to get all these hints that these prophets looked at, a light to the Gentiles. No, this is a Jewish thing. This is for us. (laughs) They should have been spreading it, but they were keeping it to themselves, a light to the Gentiles. And we we think of that in the New Testament. We did a sermon just not long ago, morning service. I am the light of the world said the Lord Jesus. Um, Isaiah 49, 6-8. <clears throat> He's a light to the Gentiles. And it reads in those verses, unto the ends, salvation to the ends of the earth. Here's what he said. Isaiah 50, verses 6 and 7. And this one they would have pondered at particularly. 
gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that pluck off the bed. That, that's a truly a hint. And I don't know that anyone at the cross the day this happened, at the trials that were going on, got the significance of the Old Testament, where they knew their Bibles enough to say, this is, this is happening, look, it's happening now, today. It's, it's happening as the apostles, well, Peter and John looked on from a distance. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah 52 and verse 14. His visage was so marred more than any man. And so again, thinking like a Jew would have. Why would the Messiah, the sovereign, Emmanuel, be so marred? Why would he be suffering so much? Who could do this to him? How could they do that? You see, all these questions, they start thinking. But all the while, it was laying a foundation, wasn't it? Laying a foundation for what was to come in the future. He's becoming the saviour of the church. Becoming the bridegroom of the bride. Um, <clears throat> where were we? 52, 14? I think I've exhausted Isaiah, or not all of them, but that's the ones I had written down. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Which one? Yep. Yeah, 50. Did you say 50? 50, 55. It's all about salvation, isn't it? Ho, come. Buy. Is that, that's the one, buy, yeah, buy without price. And then there's one, two chapters before it. Which one? 53. What is it all talking about? <laughs> Nothing but the Messiah's suffering. So you see, these Old Testament prophets looking, and I, I meant to bring the book I had of charts, but it had a prophet standing there in the Old Testament. He's looking into the future. With the, like, you know, we look at prophecies, and he sees the suffering, and he sees the sovereign king, but he can't see the church. That's a mystery. It's in the valley between the, the mountain peaks. And it's, it helps me to, or helped me when I was young, to visualise that very thing. And Isaiah 53 is all about the suffering Saviour. And then Isaiah 55, that was just mentioned by Miles there. A witness to the people. Nations shall run unto thee. And so the Jews, what? Hey, we're the ones. <laughs> and nations running unto him. Who's, who's that about? In Isaiah 61, in verses 1 and 2, it said, Anointed me to preach good tidings, liberty to the captives, and the acceptable year of the Lord. And in and the day of vengeance of our God. These are the two opposites there. And that is used by the Lord when he was in, in the um, synagogue. He opened the book. He read up to the middle of verse 2, closed the book, and gave it back. And everybody sitting there would, come on, what? Don't you know Hebrew? You should keep reading, or whatever he was reading it in. You didn't finish the verse. We know the verse. And Jesus deliberately didn't finish that because the day of vengeance of the Lord was when he comes as a king. And the other part, anointed to preach, is he comes to preach 
have the word preached, the gospel of our salvation, the glorious gospel preached. And so <clears throat> there was a, um, a great gap between in the middle of that verse. You know, some people criticize us for saying, oh, how can you just change, bang, like that? You're talking about Old Testament, then bang, you're in, <laughs> you're in the future. The Spirit gives you understanding as you read the Word. And the more you read it, the more you get it. What it's talking about. And uh, he could do that. Well, that's enough from Jeremiah. I mean, Isaiah, Jeremiah 31 is about the new covenant that we make with the house of Israel. Daniel chapter 9, 24 to 27 the Messiah, the Prince, will be cut off after 69 weeks of years, after 483 years, will be cut off. And um, then there's one more week, seven years to fulfill, that'll happen. And that's why I think Simeon and Anna could have figured out, almost to the day, when Jesus, when Jesus rode in as the Messiah, well, he'd be, they could say he'd be that old, take that off, and sometime now he's going to be born. They could have figured that out because it gave days. It gave set dates. It set dates. <laughs> it set a date when they're going to build. And they could figure it out right forward and move it forward right up to the time the Messiah would come. And that's to say it's said that right on the day that he rode the ass into Jerusalem, that was it. And some. Um, you see, the Bible is very accurate, Amen. very accurate. God knows all these things beforehand. Uh, <clears throat> Hosea. This is Mr. Langland's favourite, I think. <laughs> he knows where I'm going. Hosea chapter 5. I'll, I'll, I'll turn to this one. And verse 15. First minor prophet, isn't it? Hosea. And these are the things they looked into. These are things they searched out. The prophets inquired and searched diligently. I think we should do the same. Huh. We study the scriptures. Um, oh, that's chapter 3. Be better. It's talking about the tribes and verse 14 and I will be unto Ephraim like a lion and like a young lion to the house of Judah. Ephraim, the ten northern tribes, represented in Ephraim and Judah and Benjamin, the southern two. I, even I, will tear and go away. I will take away and none shall rescue him. They're going to be sent out. They're going to be taken captive. They're going to be scattered all over the world. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offence and seek my face. In their affliction they will seek me early. And if this is the Lord Jesus speaking... You need to start thinking about who, what, where, how, why, all those things. Come, they'll say, let us return to the Lord. And he, will, he is torn and he will heal us. He is smitten and he will bind us up. It's almost like they're there now, aren't they? But not in belief. <laughs> and after two days he will revive us. And the third day he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. We know he lives in their sight for the millennium. And so... Just dropping a few hints. <laughs> As you read through that, you start working out who's a subject and who's been talked about, or the subjects of that, those verses there. Um, <clears throat> so, all these. Joel. Joel has the Lord will gather and judge the nations. 
in Joel 3.2, Micah 5.2, but, but thou Bethlehem Ephrata, the <coughs> out of thee shall come forth he who is to be ruler in, in Israel. <laughs> From Bethlehem? Yeah. <laughs> Such a humble place. And he was going to come forth from there. And then when you get to Zechariah, it's called the branch in chapter 6, 12. And in chapter 9, verse 9, the king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon a ass. How many that day when they were throwing their coats down and tearing the palm, palm branches down and putting them down on the ground, realized who, that they were doing exactly what was being, had been said there. He's just having salvation and 11 12 my price shall be 30 pieces of silver <laughs> hey you wouldn't have to start pondering if you lived in the the apostles day would you how much did you sell him for well i didn't get to ask judas that did they <laughs> but we know how much they sold him for and where it went into the potter's field that's what it says buying that um, 12 verse 10 of Zechariah thou shalt look upon me whom they have pierced that's, that's yet future <laughs> we don't have to ponder that too much to know who that is talking about the Jews looking upon him who they pierced and mourn for him now <clears throat> it will be all fulfilled the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 16 verse 18 the Lord used the word church I will build my church on this rock as a future thing but he's dropping the hint pretty loud the assemblage the ecclesia I will build my church future coming um, Matthew 18 verse 17 where if somebody's done wrong by another take one take two and take take it to the church take it to the what I <coughs> The Lord said that while he was living. This was written 20 years later. Matthew knew what he was speaking about then. I mean, under inspiration he wrote. But there, <clears throat> the church hadn't started but was going to start. And the Lord spoke of it before it started. They still didn't get it. <laughs> the apostles. The Lord was dropping hints, but the disciples didn't seem to be getting them. Um, <clears throat> because in Matthew 26... Peter drew out his sword in verse 51. He said, I'm going to fight for the kingdom. He didn't say that, but he chopped off the priest's ear, didn't he? he? He missed his throat. That's what he's going for. He got his ear instead. Another guy might have dodged. He, he was a fisherman, not a swordsman. <laughs> and Jesus said this in verse 54 of Matthew 26. How then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? Peter, if you're going to fight this way and chop off his head... And we're going to fight. And I could have called, and he said in the verse before, I could have called 10 legions of angels, 12 legions of angels. How could the scriptures be fulfilled? It's not going to happen. The church won't happen. We're not setting up the kingdom now. And he concluded that verse by saying, that thus it must be, that I must go to the cross. I must die for the sins of the world. And the church is based on that, isn't it? the death, the burial and the resurrection, the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And then we have where the Lord said he will send a comforter. He will come. He will come. It's, I've said it before. It's like in a race. 
you, they say, ready, steady, and go, don't they? And the Lord was saying, ready, in the Gospels. The Holy Spirit's coming. The Comforter is coming. Get set. That he's right at the end of his life here on earth. He was saying, you know, it's coming. And he said in Acts 1 verse 4, stay in Jerusalem. Don't go because you're, you're on the blocks. <laughs> the church is about to start. The Holy Spirit is about to come. And only in chapter 2, Pentecost happened. And it happened. It began. And so the mystery was being slowly opened to their spiritual sight. And they got it. <laughs> and then Paul got all the revelations that we've been looking at, all these mysteries we have there. Jews and Gentiles in the one body. The middle wall of petition broken down between us. A lot of this is in Ephesians. And this church, this valley in the middle of the mountain peaks of suffering and glory will continue until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Romans eleven twelve. So the mystery of the church. His bride, which we are of, and praise God we have had the opportunity to be born. When we get out into eternity and we start living on, we'll look back at life being so short in relation to eternity. <clears throat> we'll say, well, we just got in. <laughs> because the time when he came was so close to when I was born physically and then born spiritually. <laughs>